Welcome to the happiest pod on earth on the Geek Therapy Network. At Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. And this show is all about Disney, because we sure do care a lot about Disney. We just saw Frozen 2. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! My name is Josue Cardona, and I'm joined by Lara Taylor. Hey! And we haven't talked about the movie yet, so I'm very excited. Spoilers everywhere. Spoilers for Frozen 1, Frozen 2, the shorts, everything, the soundtrack, the toys. All the toys. (laughs) Everything. Um, This is half reaction, half, uh, you know, typical geek therapy look at at a a movie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So what does that mean even? That means a lot of things. That means it means like analysis and means like analysis. We're looking at representation. We're looking at at how we can possibly use this to to touch difficult conversations or not. Uh, how know. the how the movie made us feel. That's probably number one. All about the feels. Let's start with that. We haven't talked about it yet. Oh. How do you? Uh, what do you think? Uh, first off, went in with so much hype, right? I love Frozen so much. And I, I'm sorry I hyped it up even more before. You did. You did I was like, like, 10 out of 10. <laughs> but, but, I mean, okay. So I still, I, I think I like Frozen, the first one, more. But I think the story in this one was pretty damn impactful. Like, yeah. I was crying. Half the yeah. time. Goosebumps on my arms from the music the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, it was an interesting take on a story. And once again, they nailed it with like romances off to the side. Romance off to the side. For the most part. It's not the main piece of the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, I liked number two more than number one. That's where I'm at right now. That could change over time. But, I think but- for me, it's mostly like... There were a lot of really good songs, but none of them were "Let It Go." None of so, them. So <laughs> I've heard I've heard that discussion, right? And I, I've heard that uh, reasoning, and I don't know. I think it's hard to think about this soundtrack when, for what five years, we've had a few. You know, like the, the Frozen soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Uh, to really settle in, you know? <laughs> I, I listen to Let It Go all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at some point, it's like, it's so familiar and it feels so good and you know it so well that when a new song comes along, it's, it's, um, I think, and actually, I think they did, I'm sure they were tempted <laughs> to bring it in, right? And they only, mm-hmm. the only time they even made reference to Let It Go, it was like, Olaf was like, ugh, no, not again. Or no, no, it was Elsa herself. Was like, uh-huh. nope, we're not listening to that again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think I think they did really good, you know, trying to stay away from a lot of the the more popular songs from the first film. Um, I don't even know, there's a couple. Reindeers Are Better Than People was Except a whole song in it, this one. Um... <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need to listen to the soundtrack again. But but when it comes to, to the music, so there was one thing. Uh, I had not watched Frozen 1 in a while. Mm-hmm. And I rewatched it last week, I think. And when it starts and that chant comes out at the beginning, mm-hmm. I did not remember that at all. Really? And like, yeah, no, no, not at all. And so... I had I had goosebumps when it came up, and I, and I remember again. This was last week, and I'm thinking, what does that have to do with anything in this movie? I was like, that sounds like 
like an indigenous chant and there's nothing like that in in the movie that I could remember so I'm watching the movie and I'm, I'm thinking about it because like it's it's so I don't know I think that that song is beautiful but Kristoff gets adopted by the, the Sami people <laughs> mm, yes that's no. where he's supposed to be from is the Sami people so yes. so that's never brought up in the movie right mm-hmm. he is uh he is designed after the Sami people. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta do some research to find that to out. To find that out, yeah. Because he is um right, like the closest thing I thought was like, oh, is that like is that like a like a rock troll song or something? But then they don't sing like that at all. They don't sound like that at all. No. So so the whole first movie goes by and you kind of hear that song, you know, throughout the movie. It's it's within the score. But there's really like Nothing. There's nothing that matches that song to to anything, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's so important in the second movie. Yes, it, it made me think. I mean, I've I've done my research now too. Like I don't know anything about the the, the Sami people. I've, I'm gonna I'm gonna say things that I have no idea for pronouncing correctly. Right, right. But but we're making an effort <laughs> uh, by 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 um by doing a little bit of research and and bringing it up, and so. I didn't know that there was uh, criticism of the first movie for, I guess, um, what's the word, like, teasing you with Norwegian and ind- indigenous people's culture mm-hmm. <laughs> by having Kristoff yeah. uh, dress a certain way, although he's very uh, white very and blonde white. Yeah. And, and blue-eyed, and although there are people... Uh, or like I read an article that said like yes there are people who look like that who are Sami but they mm-hmm. that's like the result of colonization and blah 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 so you know so that's like over time uh, but that's not like traditionally like what uh, the the Sami people look like so I, I didn't know anything about that for all these years <laughs> with Frozen and I didn't even think about it until I heard the chant again this time in the in the in the first movie mm-hmm. and I don't know why it hit me like so hard and, and and then I don't know like again I just thought it was beautiful and didn't really think there would be much of it in the second movie but oh was it a big part of the second movie <laughs> and mm-hmm. my understanding is that because of that critique they hired consultants and mm-hmm. they did all of these different things including there's a there's a version of the movie in a sami language like there's a dub mm-hmm. that they did in the sami language which is like like a like an act of good faith and and obviously the north Irlanders, yeah is what they're called I th- right in, i think so in the yeah. movie uh are an indigenous tribe and and the this this group right of indigenous people who who um are like have like a symbiotic uh relationship with with uh the Arendelle people right it's two two different groups of people who share a setting really right and and resources and and the water and when that song comes up in in this movie like oh man that was that was like my favorite part mm-hmm. it was goosebumps it was my everywhere yes like hair on the back of my neck standing up so so tears tears yes so so the so the chant comes up in the first movie right and it's it's spelled v-u-e-l-i-e so v-u-e-l-i-e i don't know mm-hmm. uh something like that and it's it's sung by this um norwegian uh choir it's a female choir 
all female voices. And it's like, it's, it's just beautiful, right? It's this beautiful version. There's a really uh, nice version of it on YouTube. The, the choir is called Cantus, C-A-N-T-U-S. And there's a video on, on their YouTube channel where they're singing that song like inside a church. And it's just, just beautiful, like a very long version of that song. Uh, and then in, the, in, in this movie, it comes up again at the beginning, right? A version of it. And then if you get the soundtrack with the score, <laughs> with the it's, score. Called, it's called uh, Indura's in Scarf or Indula's Scarf, uh, which is um, reference to, to, their, in, to their I mom. I think it's Indura. Yeah. Indura, right? Uh, Scarf is the name of the song. And then like one Induna. minute in. Induna? Mm-hmm. Is that the one? Okay. Yeah. So, so Induna Scarf. Let me, let me, let me double check. I mean, the I mom's believe... name is Induna. So. It is Induna. Okay. Okay. I took a picture of it. Let me let me just look at it real quick. Uh, I have the soundtrack in front of me. It isn't the Duna. lyrics. It isn't in a scarf. You're right. You're right. So like one minute into that track on the soundtrack is that moment right in the movie where they're looking at the scarf and suddenly the whole group is standing around her and they start singing that song and it sounds it's way louder than in the soundtrack version in the first one. Mm-hmm. And it's also it also has male voices, so it starts with male voices and then female. And, and it's I feel, got like the staffs hitting the, yeah, the dun, drum dun. beats. Yes, yeah. yes. And then but but it's like it's that in the soundtrack it sounds like in the movie where it's all around her. You know, where it's all around us. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's super powerful. I feel that it's really short in the soundtrack version. I felt it was longer in the movie. I may be wrong, but just because I I was caught in the moment. But oh, it's so beautiful, so beautiful, <laughs> it's so so good, oh, and and that is the song that I most remember uh, from the movie. But there are others mm-hmm. that I liked, but that is that is like I've been obsessed with that and researching that and reading about that. Um, it was so ah, so it's such a beautiful song. I wish I wish it was a, like a longer cut of it on the soundtrack. Whew. But we can we can talk about what, what other songs did you did you like? Um. I'm trying to think of the ones that like. Okay, so we can have spend a whole uh, hour talking about Olaf in this one. Um, so, so shout out, shout out to Olaf's uh, Frozen Adventure. Yes, which is which is a an Olaf adventure. <laughs> <laughs> right? Olaf, Olaf is great. Olaf is great in the first movie. Mm-hmm. He's great in that in that particular um, Frozen Adventure. I think, uh, and and here too. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, much love to Olaf. Much love to Olaf. But we can talk about Olaf later. I think um, the song that they were banking on people liking was Into the Unknown. Um, mm-hmm. Which and, if, I, and I if, did if like that a, one. If there's a let it go in this movie, that's it. Into the Unknown or Show Yourself. Um, and I think both of those were my favorites. Um but, but none I, of them are on a let it go level for me, right? So Into the Unknown is a, it's like a complicated song. Right. Because it starts with, it starts with her feeling, it starts with her rejecting mm-hmm. the feeling of, of this call, right? It's like, Yeah, she's like, nope, nope I, I'm good, leave me alone, my family's here, I love them. Yep. And then I think that in a, in a great mm-hmm. way, it. It, it pivots, right? It's, it's like right. It suddenly, it suddenly changes direction, and it's like, I don't. I, I love. There's a part right where she's. 
I haven't listened to it in the soundtrack uh, again uh, to see if I can feel it the same way. But in the movie, you see her, she's like rejecting it while moving toward it. And then she is saying, no, there's no way that I'm going into the unknown. But she keeps saying into the unknown louder and louder as like if she were responding to the call. Mm-hmm. And there's one point where she says it's so loud, right? Like she's obviously uh, hanging over the balcony and and basically calling back, right? Like like answering without saying it. And like, oh, I thought I thought that was so so powerful and so mm-hmm. so well done because like you have to be seeing it. I think again, that's why I'm saying I need to listen to it again to see if it comes across as clearly in just the song. But with the visuals of her basically throwing herself at the call, yelling so loud to, to hoping that the call that, that, that to to let the, the whoever is calling her know that she hears her and she's actually responding. Right. And then and after that, she moves down and then is like on her way. And she starts talking about how actually I don't I feel like I don't belong. And then where I am. and then don't leave me. Where are you going? I want to yeah, follow yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a that song alone is a turning point in the movie. It's a turning point in not I don't I don't know that Elsa is having a realization there necessarily, but we are because we're learning a little more about her. Like we didn't you could, I, I guess it's kind of visible in the first movie, right? That that she's uh, like a like a misfit, right? In, in a way. Because she's so different, and yeah. she tried to do things a certain way, but here it's it's very clearly stated. It's it's a theme of the movie, right? But mm-hmm. the, but at that moment, I didn't I did not expect that. So good. It was so good. Yeah. So so again, like it's one of those moments where, like oh like oh yeah, I'm not uh, I'm not kind of comfortable where I am, and there's got to be something out there, you know. Mm-hmm. That moment where you're like ooh. Maybe there is something better. Maybe there's something, there's a place where I could feel more comfortable. Sometimes it's just a feeling, right? It's like, this doesn't feel right. Let me go, let me go out there and see if there's, or or like in this case, there's literally something calling to her, right? Right. She's like, I don't know what it is, but I, but I want to find out what it is. It's like I, she, it's like she's Moana, but like a reluctant Moana. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Moana didn't have a literal, um, uh, chant right <laughs> that right. only she could hear um it was more of a, like an internal feeling but she but had the the necklace she, and the water the water was her friend her, the water was her she friend. had the it's water true. it's true it's true <laughs> it is similar i'm just saying like it's literal call yeah literal, literal I mean, call <laughs> i guess although she is the only one who could hear it so maybe except for the little fire Oh, you're right. You're right. Fire lizard. You're right. (laughs) So cute. (laughs) Merchandising lizard. I mean, the Mm -hmm. fire spirit. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, someone in the theater behind us was like, "I want." I said, "I "I buy one." (laughs) No, I didn't say I want to buy one. I said, "I want one." (laughs) (laughs) Where can I buy one? (laughs) Oh, Um, yeah. So, so that's that's the song that most most impacted me, and obviously, it's like I'm pretty sure it's. you know, part of the theme of, of of the movie, so it's core to that. Yeah, I don't know if that'll be on the radio. I don't know if the um, what's the band that sings the Panic at the Disco. Panic at the Disco. I don't know if the Panic at the Disco version is gonna be on the radio and top the charts, but I like the song. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Now, Lost in the Woods had me practically rolling on the floor laughing. Like, oh, if it wasn't it was so movie good. Like, it's, and it's so funny because it's such a serious, like, important piece for Kristoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Except, it is so funny. Nah, I mean, the way... That this is one of those examples of this is this is a joke for the adults because mm-hmm. the kids aren't going to get what songs this sounds like or what the what the video like what video it's parroting you know oh, or videos yeah. that it's parroting. It was so good, <laughs> so funny. I was laughing the whole the whole time, which it was so funny that I, I to your point, it it is a uh, an a very important moment for Kristoff, but it's done in such a jokey manner. Mm-hmm. That it's uh, like I'd have to I have to re-see it to to really get the uh, the emotional <laughs> resonance, you know, that that it's supposed to have for for Kristoff, because there is literally a choir of reindeer singing throughout the song. <laughs> yes, on top of everything else. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the so spotlights and like oh. yeah, yeah. The Queen parody, right? Like it was so him going so and leaning into the pine cone like it's a microphone <laughs> with his hand on his ear, like, uh-huh. like if he had a microphone on. I mean, like if he had headphones on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I enjoyed this movie so much. That was so good. That was so good. It's it's funny. the The first movie, I think, one of the most special things about it. Um, and and I don't know. I don't think it's only because it's a Disney movie. I think just in general, the fact that it takes the trope of a true love's kiss or, or an act of true love, and it's a sister sacrificing herself for her sister, mm-hmm. and not you know a romantic prince coming or or or, or you know romantic interest mm-hmm. to come and and perform that act of true love. I think that's that, that's like one of the most special things about Frozen 1 if not the most special. Agreed? Disagreed? I agree. No. Um and I think that continues in this I was talking with my wife about how there's the the they explain that Anna is Kristoff's like true north and his like path to follow, but Anna is following Elsa. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's her true north and her like guiding light. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is why I was thinking that Lost in the Woods and and Kristoff in general, in the first movie, there's a lot of misdirection. There's misdirection with Hans mm-hmm. that he's actually a good guy, you know, and that he can save Anna. And then it's like, oh, you know, plot twist, he's an asshole, <laughs> and. <laughs> Uh, he he doesn't care about Anna, and then it's like, oh, Kristoff is, and so he's gonna save her because Hans is actually a bad guy, and then that doesn't happen either, right? So, but in the second movie, you continue like you just said with that thread of like, like Kristoff loves Anna, and then but like Anna, like her mission is to save is to save Elsa, and so what role like does Kristoff even matter in the grand scheme of things? Like, and he's like, no, I don't. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? So they so I'm glad that they took a moment to explore that. Where uh-huh. he's, there's a, there's a part in that song where he says I think I think he says like she she'll probably be back tomorrow. <laughs> you know? Like she's probably okay, but right now I feel lost. Yeah. And 
and it's like it's 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 an it's exploring that moment of being super worried feeling unsure even though like deep down inside you know like everything's probably okay or this will probably blow over tomorrow but right now this does not feel good and i don't know what to do and i don't know what direction to 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 move toward and and you know like I th- i'm glad that he got that moment because other than exploring those emotions christoph like served no purpose in the movie right um it, it mission wise he saves on a at a moment at the end that is true he comes in but like in general he's not really he's not really there he connects with his bro from the <laughs> from does. the tribe i love it you speak for them too <laughs> <laughs> which Aww. pretty funny in the in the in fro in uh, olaf's frozen adventure they they play with the idea that the way that he interprets for Sven is actually very wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, Sven is trying to explain something to him, and he completely misunderstands. <laughs> and then Elsa <laughs> and Anna show up, and they're like, Olaf's in trouble, and he's being chased by wolves. You know? <laughs> like Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> Olaf's down the well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Kristoff's like, yeah, exactly. Obviously, obviously, that's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like revisiting the the original version of of him being so connected, you know, he's like he's our interpreter for Sven was funny because like it ignored that part from Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I still I still like the the character of Kristoff. Yeah, I liked yeah. his journey <laughs> to try to to try to propose and um, never find the right moment. His awkwardness good. the entire time and screwing things up and saying the wrong thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. But but again, so 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 Christoph was. Um, it's a difficult situation, uh, I think, like movie wise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what do you what do you do with this character? Because why is he here? Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, we're not going to introduce a romance. Like, they they're already a romantic in a romantic relationship. This movie isn't about romance, which I think is that's something that I liked about the first one. That's something that I liked uh, about this one. That's something that I love about Moana. Right? It's like, no, it's like there's a person on a mission. There's a, that's the story, right? There doesn't have mm-hmm. to be a love story involved. And I, I love the mission and the story that people are on in this movie. I feel like everything, like in comparison to Frozen 1, this movie feels bigger and more epic. Well, right? it's Every- like, it's even more trying, Elsa trying to find herself and figure out who she is and where she belongs in the world. Mm-hmm. And Anna, some of the same, uh, trying to figure out, like there's a point where she has to figure out who she is and what she's going to do without Elsa. Yeah. Uh, and that, I mean, that comes later in the movie, but that's really hard for her. Yeah. Um, and there's this weird role reversal that works. Um, in the first movie, you have Anna's the one who's like, I want to go out. I want to have adventures. I want to go do these things and let's go do the adventures and get out of the castle. And in this one, it's Elsa that wants to go and and have an adventure and and go follow a call. And Anna's like, no, be safe. We have to be safe. Well, so, so this is a good example of how everything here is bigger Mm because 
Anna wants Elsa to come out of her room, right? Yeah. For, like as a kid, she wants her to come out and play. As an adult, she wants her to just be Talk her to sister. Her. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Like there isn't there isn't so much. It's not so much. Let's go out and and an adventure as it is. Let's have a relationship. Like let's. Why mm-hmm. are you shutting me out? Let's let's have a life. Well, but then her thing is like, I want to talk to people. I want to go out of the castle because she has to be locked in the castle all the time with Elsa. Uh, did she though? Yeah. No, the gates were closed, which meant the people couldn't come in. But yeah. I thought that she could still no. go out. I didn't. I didn't get that impression. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. We'll put this into the category of things uh, that don't. I, I'm not sure that there's a, there's an answer. Like I could see I could see it both ways. I I I just figured it as. The, the gates were closed, so people couldn't come to us, you know. But they could, I don't know. Uh, hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll come. We'll come back to this. Yeah. But but if the, if that's like, that's the role reversal, right? But but then in the second one, it's like there's there's literally an enchanted forest and a magic river across the sea, and a treasure map. And a sunken ship. It's like everything mm-hmm. is so much bigger, <laughs> so so much bigger. Right. Of um, uh, elemental spirits, giant uh, rock uh, beings. There's everything is so much bigger, so much bigger. <laughs> it's huge. It's huge. It's like it's like again, everything is is, is it's like exponentially uh, bigger in in this movie, which I think I think I I really like. I really enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it escalated <laughs> and I don't know I think I think the world building is here there's something that's something that there wasn't really any of in the first one yeah there was yeah. a big there was a lot of mystery like what happened to the parents where died. did the powers come from what it, I yeah <laughs> I don't know she just got magic powers you know <laughs> and we literally don't see anything but Arendelle and the mountain Right? There's no like we know that there are people from other places. We don't even see the town very much, you know. Mm-hmm. And then and then in this one, it's it's again wait just huge. We see so many different things, <laughs> and it's a beautiful movie. And there's just so much there. But the world building, right? There's so much added to the, you know just fleshes out the the world. And I, I I love that. I love the world building stuff. So there's so much there. Uh, that 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 one of the reasons why I really like this one. I think I like this one more than the first one. And it gets bigger and has that world building, but still connecting to the core yeah. of the story and the core yeah. of the characters. Yep. It's Elsa's journey mm-hmm. that we're seeing. And she has to pass through all these places to get there. Yeah. 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 Anything else? Uh, Yeah. We haven't even talked about, um, the theme throughout the whole movie of doing the next right thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That there's so many things about this movie that I'm like, oh man, I've got some clients I need to show this to. <laughs> um, the mist for me was like this, like this kind of metaphor for as a therapist, I go to like depression or just like mental fog and not being able to see the future and what's ahead. And like this idea that, and that what the tr- what the troll says is like, well, when you can't see the future, you just have to do the next right thing. And like sometimes the world can be overwhelming and there's so many things out there to do and you don't know where to 
go. Just do the next right thing. And the, and they even talk about it in relation to Anna's grief when she thinks Elsa has died. And, like, she feels alone in the world. She doesn't have Olaf. She doesn't have Elsa. Which brings me to, like, okay, Kristoff, what is he, like, chopped liver? <laughs> but, uh, like, the idea of this grief is really hard. I have to do the next right thing. I have to get up. I have to do what I need to do. Um I can still be sad and grieve, but I have to do the next right thing. And that's a value that Kristoff was brought up with. You know, we, mm-hmm. we'd imagine because it was his grandfather, right? Yeah, <laughs> who, gra- grandpabby? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who, who told Anna about that. And uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I agree. Like the, the mist, um, not just like makes things hard to see. But in the movie, it was also a prison. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like everybody was trapped because of that. Um, and you could—I I, agree—you could see it as as depression. You could see it as um, hatred, right? Like mm-hmm. this was there was literally a um, a factor of the truth will set everybody free. Like yeah. until the truth is known, we this is this is not going away. And. How often, right? Do we like we need to get down to the root to really understand something to be able to start healing and move on and and help everybody process and and get over all these negative things that we that, that we're stuck on. Mm-hmm. It can either like liberate you from that prison or lift the fog to make everything more clear. It can open up new possibilities, right? Because you you've been trapped or stuck. Yeah, it works on all those levels. Yeah. It's good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. It's a good yeah. metaphor. I love yeah. it so much. Yeah. Um, and they did a lot of stuff like that. Like I like Olaf and his journey and his um one of the first quotes from the movie that I, I really liked was Olaf sitting with the kids after they have to run from Arendelle because of the spirits starting to act up. And he's like we're just taking control of some things uh, that we can in an uncontrollable situation. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Olaf, beautiful. <laughs> Olaf's thing is, um, you know, he's maturing. Mm-hmm. Right. So he's starting to ask questions and starting to, to think about change and what changes and what doesn't and what he wants to change and, and what he doesn't want to change and and how you know everything will make sense when you're older <laughs> that song that whole song i'm like oh you missed the mark olaf like you did in the first one but it's great because it is a song all about like everything will make sense when you're older and it doesn't <laughs> there's there's also it's also a he's choosing ignorance over confrontation right it's like i'm gonna set this aside i'll I'll think about that later you know it's like oh i'm not even gonna i don't even want to deal with this right now i'm going to keep moving keep walking (laughs) and Mm -hmm. maybe it'll make sense later you know and he although he says you know when i'm older but um that's that's kind of what it was right like all these things kept happening he's like nope nope i'm gonna ignore it i'm gonna pretend like it's not happening and i'm gonna deal with it later and that's uh it's not super helpful no (laughs) No, and it was a funny way to play to play with that. What didn't happen to him during during that song? It's pretty scary. <laughs> it was scary. That was probably the scariest moments in the 
in the movie. You think so? I don't know. That um, that water horse was pretty scary. Uh, yeah. I think mostly because that was a longer was period. Like, it, that was... It was like a, if the if the crazy like thing if the thing that was following with Olaf with the teeth and the eyes and all of that was longer that would have been totally super scary for kids. <laughs> yeah, that was like two seconds. Um, yeah, but but you know that whole part on the ocean, which you know, good on them for putting that on the trailer because that was a very dramatic part in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Although it felt longer in the trailer than in the movie. In a way. Yeah, uh, yeah, but. That that horse, like that whole scene with the horse, of like when he when the horse is pushing her down into that the water, was, yeah, that's yeah. terrifying. Um, but also those waves were very violent. You know, mm-hmm. it was it was very strong. Uh, she kept getting pushed back, but oh, I I loved I loved seeing her struggle with that spirit and taming it. Right? It's Which just, is crazy because ice is her thing. So water should be easy for her. Well, it's it's but funny because it wasn't. I, it's funny because I didn't think about it until the end when he when the horse comes out of the water and she touches it and kind of freezes it and then she can get on top of it. Mm-hmm. So so I'm assuming that that's like it, I don't, it wasn't obvious to me during the scene in the ocean or in the sea when when she held it and was able to actually make it more solid so that she could she could ride it but that whole like there's there's no words there right it is her literally battling a demon right in mm-hmm. this sense um her own in a way right like it's it's all it's there's steps of of her own i think if we go deeper into it there's probably like we could come up with a metaphor for the fire right and how she's able to like corner it and tame it there's a and and cool it off right mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it it's so funny and he's, that the, he enjoys cooling off it's yeah he cute. likes the cold he likes to eat snowflakes you know it's it's um th- there's some stuff there right <laughs> the mm-hmm. playful wind and then that that sea um the, the water the water spirit uh in that form and the way she's able to you know come up against it come up against it and finally tame it you know kind of you know like like something that she's been fighting against something that she doesn't want to like when someone is trying to push down their anger you know and doesn't want to deal with it at all and it's like well this is an emotion let's let's take that emotion let's let's take a look at it let's really see what we can do with it and then oh is that an emotion that you can use you know that you can or is that an idea maybe it's an idea that you're trying to push down or a thought it's like well what if you take that thought and and run with it right and in this case she tames it and rides it to the point where she needs to get to mm-hmm. i didn't put too much thought into the different metaphors here i'm sure i will upon uh future for the reflection yeah yeah and for the reflection <laughs> this is very much a reaction because we just saw the movie but uh yeah that's again because there's no words there right and it's and it's her battle and it's a battle that she's taking on her own and all of these spirits right like she's able to what is she? She's the bridge between between worlds, worlds right? And yeah. she is like at the middle of these. I don't know. I, I could, you know, I could represent each of those things as emotions, you know. And she's able to like balance them out and and use them all. Whew. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> One of the most impactful pieces for me, which got me crying, was. Okay, first off, I knew she was going to be the fifth spirit when they first mentioned the fifth spirit. I was like. Okay, it's going to be Elsa. Uh, 
but her mom popping back up in the when she finally gets to the point and why can't I remember the name of the river but the river which is a glacier because uh, it's a river of ice and like, Tola something like that maybe I'll look it up maybe. keep talking I'll yeah. look it up yeah yeah but like having her mom be the one that is calling her and like helping her find her place in the world uh even after the fact like that was that was super impactful. Obviously, since I've mentioned a million times on the show and on on GT Radio, like having lost my mom, like anytime I watch a Disney movie, and most parents are dead in Disney movies, especially mothers, like I just can't help myself. It get it pulls on my heartstrings, and it was just powerful for her to realize that her mom is kind of where her powers like come from even though not like mom didn't know that when she was alive and like being able to find strength from her and and connect with her again uh and watching her eyes water in the in the and it's so realistic because it's like fucking disney animation like 3d her eyes watering i was like my eyes are watering. Oh no! Here come the, here come the tears. Um, but it was a it was a good a good piece. Um, there was another piece that I really liked about Elsa's journey too. Um, when they go to the ship and realize um, uh, that their parent like that their parents were on the ship and died because of trying to figure out what was going on with Elsa and trying to help her. And Anna's comment about like, you can't control their choices. I feel like I say that to clients all the time. And I think I tell that to myself all the time. Like you can't control other people, can't control their choices. What they do is on them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a big, like top five. Mm-hmm. If you if you remember one thing, <laughs> mm-hmm. if you take one thing away from therapy, please let it be that. Yeah, that you can only control you. You can't control other people's choices. They do what they want because of their own motivations and what they're doing. So yeah. um, Anna did a good like reframe there with like, you're a gift. You're the gift. Uh, because mom saved dad. Uh, but my my favorite line there was, you know, where she's saying like, "Don't, uh, like, don't you can't come with me because you're gonna try to stop me." And she's like, "No, I'm not trying to stop you. I'm actually trying to help you. I'm just mm-hmm. trying to help you in a way that you don't hurt yourself. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. want you to drown. I'm 100 percent with you, but I don't. If I'm afraid that if you go on your own, you you aren't gonna be careful." And so, which is exactly what happens. Which is exactly <laughs> what happened, but but th- that that part of it, right? Like like you said, like reframing um, that this whole experience in a way where it's like, no, like I am super supportive. I'm your number one biggest fan, which also means that I care. Which yeah. means that stop I want bl- to help stop you. blaming yourself. Stop trying to do everything yourself. I am your sister. I am also a product of mom and dad, and like I want to help. Let me help. <laughs> Yeah. In, in both movies, we we know that she is 
like Olaf said, Anna is powerless, mm-hmm. <laughs> born powerless. And yet that never stopped her from trying to help her sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though Anna, I mean, Elsa is ridiculously powerful. Yeah, yeah. I would not want to go up against her in no. a fight, no. ever. Yeah, she's super powerful. I feel like we didn't spend enough time on the, on the doing the next right thing. Let's go back to next right thing. I don't know. I just, I just, I really, I really love that too. As a, I like it as a potential, uh, not a universal <laughs> um, truth or or way of acting, but as a as a beautiful example of having a moral code you know just Mm -hmm. having values and and sometimes you don't know what to do but you have you have these values already that that whether you're aware of it or not do guide your decisions and and your motivations and just putting that out there in in those words right it's like Mm -hmm. when you don't know what to do just do the next right thing. You know, it's like, do you see an opportunity to do something good? If so, first one that comes up, do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. And, and, you know, like everybody's lost in the woods in this movie, right. At some point or another. And they all make, make those choices, those, those next right choices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of stuff in this movie. Do you still like number one more? <laughs> Like I said, I feel like the story in this one is impactful, and I think it's probably more impactful. Um, but it's like I like origin story. Like I like the first in a series usually more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, the fir- I like beginnings and ends, and I have a feeling Frozen is probably going to get a third down the line. Hmm. I think there's places they could go. Um, like what? Queen Anna, like mm-hmm. we haven't had a wedding. Like the wet, I have a feeling if they do one with a wedding, the wedding will be such a small piece of it, and then there will be a whole other like emotional adventure with some new thing to learn. Um, that would be kind of cool. You're not selling me on this on this pitch for Frozen Three. <laughs> it's okay. I'm not the writers, you know. Ah. Uh. But I think I think it I think there are places they can go and things they can do. Kristoff can have a big movie maybe of his own. (laughs) Maybe it's not Frozen Three. Maybe it's Kristoff's adventure. (laughs) (laughs) Learning to be learning to be okay, not being like he's kind of figuring out how to be okay with not being the most important person in the room. Uh, Man, if he's not used to that by now. I know. His whole life has been kind of like that. Kind of like that. Yeah. But like figuring out, because he still seems insecure, but being able to like, because he's all lost in the woods and he's like, well, I don't know. Is this the thing I want to do? And then he figures it out at the end and he proposes. But like. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I really like Kristoff's character because like (laughs) our introduction to him in the first movie, other than being uh, very uh, close to Sven, 
um, is he's like curious and and helpful and all that. But I love his first interactions with Honor. Like, you were gonna marry someone that you just met? <laughs> like what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not an expert on love, but I know people who are, and. And I don't know. I, I loved his. I love his attitude. I love his. Like even in that first movie, he he's like, no, I'm done. She's she's in love with someone else, and that's cool. That's fine. That's no problem. You know. So I'm gonna let her live her life. I'm not gonna you know go in there and try to break up a marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it isn't until he sees that she's in trouble that he's like, well, you know what? Despite that, I'm st- I'm still gonna go help. Right. Yeah. It was very much a doing the next right thing. (laughs) It was was not, it wasn't necessarily at that point. It's like, regardless of how he felt about her, he had accepted the fact that she was in a relationship. Like that, that wasn't necessarily their path, but he was going to help her anyway. And, and kind of like that, that happens here again. It's like, Nope, she's going to go help, uh, Elsa. Um, like, you know, when, when Elsa says I'm leaving and she's like, well, I'm coming with you. And he's like, yeah, me too. I'm driving. Like, you know, I can, I can help. I can be a part of this. And mm-hmm. Plus, it's like, there's no stopping you, right? <laughs> like, like I don't know. There's no stopping Elsa. Yeah. But, ah, I don't know. It's like Elsa knows. I mean, Anna knows that she can't stop Elsa, and Kristoff knows that he can't stop Anna. So mm-hmm. they're all they're all very supportive, you know. And yeah, yeah. And like, like they know. I think that they know their limits. Well, I'm not sure that Anna knows her limitations, right? Yeah, <laughs> she would yeah, have yeah. died multiple times if it weren't for for the help of a few other people. But uh, she's more careless than well, she's as careless, I guess, as Elsa. In a more realistic movie, she would have died from hypothermia. Also, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the first movie, she was literally frozen into ice. Um, she was magically thawed away. Uh, just like Elsa. Uh, I don't know. I, I love those relationships. I, I love that. I was thinking that in a in a Disney of another era, the sequel to Frozen would have been something like Jack Frost coming and trying to, you know, win over mm-hmm. <laughs> Elsa or something, yeah, or yeah. something like that. Right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, I can't imagine what... Like, I, did, I had no idea what Frozen 2 was going to be mm-hmm. even based on on the trailer that i saw I a lot of people one. were like is anna gonna get some uh, some powers i knew people that were talking because it seemed more of a an autumn thing like maybe elsa has like winter powers and anna's got like <laughs> autumn powers or something <laughs> I, um, yeah i think i think that it completely you know circumvented my expectations at least my I, I can imagine all of the ideas that they had and they scrapped all the ones that seemed obvious mm-hmm. <laughs> or predictable and went with something else. So yeah, that, that world is, man, it's very rich, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know that there's a, all of the, the turmoil here has always been internal. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, I don't, I don't know. Like the, I haven't seen frozen fever which I believe is Elsa's birthday. And then uh, yeah. Olaf's Frozen Adventure is about Christmas. So these are shorts that are just peeks into their lives. They aren't big adventures. You know, they aren't a movie. Uh, like when we when we talked about Toy Story 4, we said that Toy Story 4 felt 
like a side story. It didn't feel mm-hmm. like an like an epic. And these are were shorter side stories. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can imagine many different. Yeah, like I can imagine a day in the life of them, right? Like mm-hmm. I'd like to. <laughs> there's a there's um uh, a series of shorts, Pixar shorts, called uh, Forky asks a question. Mm-hmm. Right, and I could. I would love to see Olaf ask a question, <laughs> or Olaf, oh, Olaf learn something. <laughs> oh my gosh! Olaf learn something new today. Uh, like that—that that could be a series of shorts for me, and I would thoroughly enjoy it because I like Olaf. But I can't think of a, a, like I can think of threats, you know, to the city to, or to the to Arendelle and to to everything, and and you have a super powerful being in Elsa who's now who's now super more powerful cuz she has super four super more powerful yeah cuz she's got four elemental spirits who are her buddies now and she now. is an elemental spirit she is an <laughs> elemental spirit she so, like upped her power and had transform like a transformation after accepting that she was the fifth spirit yeah, and yeah. re and when she was unfrozen, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the third one. Frozen three, unfrozen. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I mean, it's a Superman problem, right? Where mm-hmm. where the best Superman stories aren't the ones where he needs to find a bigger alien to punch, you know, something that's stronger than him. It's more like the personal stories. But like we've already done the personal stories. Like she's mm-hmm. she's grown a lot. <laughs> like like what happens? What happens next? Like right? It's like at one point I thought maybe. Elsa is like that being that bridge means she's going to sacrifice herself mm-hmm. to save everyone. And then we'd end up with Queen Anna and, and all that stuff. And, and Elsa had a logical conclusion, which was, you know, she lived her life. She couldn't she couldn't figure out where she was because her real purpose was to, you know, be this elemental thing. But, but it turns out it's like like you said, like she got she got souped up and, and now she is super powerful and she's happy. So. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? Like, you bring a forest fire? And, like, I, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine a bigger a bigger catastrophe that is worth, that has, like, emotional Yeah, resonance. I don't know either. I do know that there is there could be some more personal story character development. I think it's interesting. Through the course of the two movies so far, like, in the first movie, you have Elsa, who's not as confident and... and like feels like she has to be hidden away and then she gains some confidence and like the whole thing is let it go screw it i'm going to do me i'm going to be me well, and then it's it's funny you, you say confidence and then confidence. in the next and then in the next movie she loses she has some of that doubt self doubt and and that's human condition like right we can do self esteem building exercises and and activities and all these and have people in our lives to help us build our confidence, but we still have these moments of like, I don't know. But you say, you say confidence in the first one. Yeah. Like, what do you, like the, the way I saw it was, uh, it was fear that held her back. She was yeah. so afraid to hurt anybody that she decided to just hide away and, mm-hmm. and eventually let it go is all about, I've been, I've been in hiding basically this whole time. And so now I'm now I'm set free in She's an area where where I can't hurt anybody, herself. right? Yeah, where I can't hurt anybody. And there's that 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 moment between her and Anna. She's like, "No, get away from me, or else you know, so you don't get hurt. I'm going to stay up here where I can't hurt anybody." And Anna's like, 
actually you froze Arendelle completely mm-hmm. <laughs> in an endless winter. <laughs> Could mm-hmm. you fix that? Because you're up here, but you still like you're still actually doing damage. And and I don't know. I I, I never saw it as confidence. I saw it as by the by the end of the movie, I I think it was a sense of confidence, like realizing that she had the ability to fix things and go save her sister and. Then the com like having this confidence that she could live with these people and not hurt them. Hmm. That's a, that's an that's an interesting way to to frame it. I don't I don't mm-hmm. I don't see it that way. I don't see it as like a like a that she was ever lacking. She just didn't ever feel like it through the movie. She doesn't feel like she's like comfortable in her skin, and she has like you said the fear of herself, and fear can cause self doubt. Like can be fearful that like you don't know what the hell you're doing and she had that and then being able to then be like screw it i'm gonna go do this thing i'm gonna be me i don't need these other people i'm gonna do it and then having done this for we don't know how long at this second movie how long she's been queen of arendelle living in arendelle um and she still has this like sense of oh i'm still going to hurt these people i'm still going to i don't know <laughs> self doubt no, no. it's, it's it's interesting right like one, one of the things we talk about all the time is that you have no idea how someone is going to read or interpret a piece of art so right. i've i've never i've never never even occurred to me like the the mm-hmm. idea of even self doubt or 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 confidence in mm-hmm. in the first one to me it was all all about um fear and bottled up emotions and yeah. that feeling of if i if i let if i let if i let my emotions show people are going to get hurt and her emotions mm-hmm. were explosive right and and were actually damaging and that fear of like well now that now that this is done i don't even know how to fix it i don't, I don't know it wasn't more like i don't know i don't believe i can it was more like i don't know how now mm-hmm. that i'm in this situation i have no idea what to do and and Anna is there to help her like find a solution well and Kristoff too right like they find a solution yeah. and then they're able to 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 offer up a solution and, and put it into into play which is yeah. something that that she couldn't do on on her own and I see all that too I mm-hmm. I definitely read it that way too yeah so I'm not saying that anybody's right or wrong. I'm not saying I'm right. Uh-huh. I'm just saying that's the way I read it. No, but I'm I'm just yeah. saying that I also saw that. So like I just read it. We're so friendly. Some, some other threads. We're not even arguing. Know? No, we're, we're not. Just... <laughs> yeah. So what is so so then what is the theme? Like how do you how do you read the second? I mean, we've kind of gone over it, but like then how do you read the second one? Well, the as, second as a continuation one, of the of like the theme kind of, the first of one. I, I read it as her kind of slipping back into some of those like I don't know and and some of that I don't know how is like a lack of confidence and like when she goes through the whole thing with like my parents died because of me it's all my fault um those kind of starting to pull away and it's another like she pulls away from Anna I have to do this myself it's back into that same theme of the first one of like I'm gonna do things on my own I'm gonna be me I don't need anyone else right now gonna go do my thing 
And that's what she does. She sends, she literally shoots Anna and Olaf away <laughs> to go do this thing on her own. So Practically to their deaths, which was... Practically to their deaths. I was like, damn, Elsa. You couldn't <laughs> have like just put a, like a frozen bubble around them or something like to, to, to be fair Anna did not just like take the slide down into the grass she tried no, to no, stop no. it and then ended up in the water yeah yeah but like <laughs> Elsa should have known Anna was gonna be like the Anna I was ain't gonna, taking Anna? this sitting down yeah oh. the the way I see the second one is about belonging and feeling um, yeah like in like finding your place um, finding your purpose finding your place in the world um, and, and that can boost confidence <laughs> and lower self doubt. I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, pushing that all that aside, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. this is a good conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, usually we we see things the same way, so this is good. This is good. We're exploring yeah. multiple angles of it. Yeah. But but again, yeah, I see it. I see it as like a sense of belonging. And then, and then you know, following that call is like, oh, man, I don't I don't know. And then that unknown is, again, it's like, oh, let's go for it. Let's let's try. Let's see. Let's see what we find, because it turns out I don't I don't like where I am right now. Maybe, and and maybe the unknown is super scary. Like, it's super scary. Because it's so what confident, is- and when you're not confident, it, it, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, <laughs> doesn't uh-huh. always work. <laughs> doesn't doesn't always work. Doesn't always work. But the unknown is super scary. Like, yeah, people like to know what is happening around them and understand why and understand their place in the world. And so, not knowing where you are and not knowing what's next, that's where like anxiety comes in and fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so yeah. sometimes of, taking sometimes taking the leap works and sometimes it doesn't, but it worked in this case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in, in for some people more than others and for all of us at some point or another, we like the, the truth is you don't know the outcome and that, uh, and mm-hmm. that, that not knowing can be paralyzing. Mm hmm. But sometimes it's exactly what you need to propel you forward. Sometimes you're an ice queen and like you get to be like an ice goddess if you go to the unknown. Sometimes you hear a voice that nobody else hears and you're like, hmm, hmm, hmm. I'm going to go that way. (laughs) Mm hmm. I I really, I really, really enjoyed it. I really liked it. It was a great movie. There were a lot of kids around me. There was a, a little girl sitting to my left who narrated the whole movie, basically. Oh, my gosh. I was like, oh, she fell. Oh, she lost. Oh, she left without Anna. Oh, she just pushed her down. <laughs> and she, and then, and then she was like, she was like, uh, you know, expressing everything. It was it was not uh, it wasn't cute. It was very annoying. It uh, interrupted the music for me. Um, uh-huh. It was a little cute, and then she like kept asking her. her I'm mom sure it was questions. cute for like the first couple times. I then... imagine her mom was furious because the girl was talking the whole time, and then like narrating the movie the whole time, reacting, and then asking the mom questions all the time. So, she and the ma- mom's probably like, "I don't know." Listen, they both <laughs> missed half the jokes, didn't hear the, like a lot of the songs. It was hard for me to listen to some of the songs. It was it was very distracting. 
but there was this one part where I was crying. I don't remember which one, right? Like tears coming down my face. And the little girl looks over to her mom and is like, mom, are you crying? And the mom's like, no. And then the girl looks over to me and just stares at me. (laughs) (laughs) And I know that there's like there, I know that the light is shining on my face and she can see the tears (laughs) down Mm -hmm. my cheek. (laughs) It was, it was very, very awkward. It was one of those things where like, I know she's staring at me. And then like, I I wiped away my tears just so she'd stop staring at me. We never actually spoke. We never actually met this girl and I, but. But you had a moment. Oh man. (laughs) <laughs> she, I, I, I really want to see the movie again. I still enjoyed it, even with this little chatterbox next to me the whole the whole time. <sighs> but it's also like no. it's cute to see nope. the kid no enjoying the movie so much. Nope. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. <laughs> the kids in I, my the kids in my theater the fu- they laughed so hard at Olaf's like <laughs> depiction of the first movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that was so. So that that part was so good mm-hmm. that they knew it. So that's what the the after credit scene was, right? It was, a, it yeah, was yeah, explaining yeah. basically this movie in the same way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was funny. It was okay. pretty funny. I live. So and you do too. <laughs> so, so yeah. So all those all those little baby snowmen are those like that 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 was terrifying. Was that? The the snow monsters babies, maybe you know what that could be Frozen three, Marshmallow and the and the and the babies. Marshmallow is his name, right? I forgot. So yeah. you think it's Marshmallow's babies? Could be. You think that's a good idea for a movie? Totally. You sure? No, probably a short, <laughs> but I want to see it. <laughs> oh, again, I I enjoyed it. Did you think? Did you think the parents might be alive? I didn't think they were going to go that route. Mm. I thought um, I thought I thought that going in based on the trailer, to be honest. Hmm. Mhm. I thought that that yeah, was I, what the whole adventure was about, but it I, wasn't. I I didn't I didn't think so. Um I think in this situation it makes it huh. I suppose if the parents had shown up, it might have been a whole other kind of revelation, but we got that with like Elsa dying but then not dying water has memory water has memory that is another thing that was great they really pushed that one hard Uh uh-huh and olaf's um olaf's stupid facts (laughs) (laughs) turtles fart out of their butt or breathe out of their butt (laughs) turtles breathe out of their butt he's great he's great Mm -hmm. and he's and he's getting smarter if he keeps reading that much, he's going to be quite the scholar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Frozen 2, from me, 10 out of 10, two thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. I need to explore again some of those songs, watch it again with um, probably at home, 4K, you know, not mm-hmm. not a theater. When, when it comes out on Disney Plus? No kids narration. Yeah. I don't know. So, so... Let's end on that. We this is the first movie that has come out post Disney Plus, mm-hmm. and I don't have an article with me right now. I haven't checked one in a while, but I'm pretty sure that Disney has mentioned how like 
that things will be exclusively coming to Disney Plus after going to theaters, right? They're not going mm-hmm. to any other services. What I don't know is how long it's going to take. So, so like, yeah, I in don't three know. Months, it, it may come out after Blu ray. Exactly. F- and Ultra HD. Right. Yeah. Because so usually it's about two or three, three months, right? Like on the low end, probably when a movie, mm-hmm. after it comes out in theaters, it's out on digital to buy. Mm-hmm. Two weeks prior to the Blu-ray release, Blu-ray and DVD, and the Blu-ray and DVD comes out, and then the when it comes out on streaming depends on a million different factors. <laughs> but so far, Disney has had a pretty like stand, like with Marvel movies and stuff on um, for on the last Netflix, couple of years with Netflix. Been, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they used to have deals with other companies too, and they used to be. There's still the thing with Hulu. They used to be on, and some of them still come to. Uh, HBO, things like that. So, but I have, I have no idea how quickly they're going to come. Because, mm-hmm. again, there are some movies, like there's some Marvel movies that are still in limbo. Frozen Fever isn't on Disney+, Plus, which I thought was really strange. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that short? Yeah, I haven't I seen have. it. I have. Is it, is it on one of the Blu-rays, I imagine? Yeah, it's on, it's on the Frozen Blu-ray. It's on the Frozen Blu-ray. So I haven't, I, I don't remember seeing it. Maybe I have. But I don't I don't remember seeing it. So like right now, that costs two bucks on, on iTunes, for example. So mm-hmm. you can you can buy that, but it's not on Disney Plus. So I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I don't know. Like since it's coming to Disney Plus eventually, I don't know if I'm going to buy it digitally instead of waiting. But then I wonder if Disney sees it the same way now. So like, how soon are they going to put stuff on Disney Plus? I think this has been answered in some way. I'm going to have to look it up. Mm-hmm. I'm, just, I'm just thinking out loud here. Trying to see. Because, again, for months, I've, uh, I've controlled myself and not bought certain movies because I knew they would be on Disney Plus. Which, as expected, is overwhelming. And I've started watching a whole bunch of different movies, and I don't know if I'll ever finish them. <laughs> <laughs> Last night I watched, what was it? I watched like fifteen minutes of the latest Imagineering story episode, and then I started watching Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I was like, "Whoa! I don't remember anything about how this thing started." <laughs> and then when it started getting familiar, I was like, "Okay." And then I paused it and I went to do something else. And I, don't, I don't know. I'm sure I'll come back to it at some point. But there's a lot of movies that I've like I've started watching. At it's, some point, we're going to be like, we're going to record on this thing. Let's watch it. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's really why we made this podcast. That's really why we're doing it. Um, so that I can... <laughs> so that I can to actually finish things on yeah, Plus? Yeah, so that I can, uh, you know have some sort of grasp over how I'm going to deal with so much content. It's too much. It's too much. It's it's too much. Netflix was already too much. Netflix is, is absurd. But here it's like, oh, I want to see everything. Hmm. That's the, hard. The crazy, I, I picture in my future uh, when I have children, I'm not going to watch that much Netflix. I have a feeling it's going to be Disney Plus all day, every day. Hmm. We'll see. We'll see about that. <laughs> I think I think everybody's stepping up their game. I, it, is it is true. There's a lot of there's, but like HBO I mean, Max it, yeah. is coming out next year, and I, I can't handle another one. I can't do it. No, no, but they, but like I thought Disney, Dis, Disney touches a very particular 
piece of me, right?、Mm-hmm. It's like we got you, Jose. There's no way you're canceling this one, and and that's probably right. That's probably right.、Mm-hmm. HBO Max, everything they've announced so far has has been beyond. It's it's almost like if someone asked me what my ideal、uh, streaming service would be, and they were like, "But you can't have Disney." I'm like, "Okay." And then everything else I said, they're doing. It is, it is, it is. It's almost, it's almost.、Um, what's the word? Like I can't, I can't help myself. Like they announced a live action Green Green Lantern show. Like that's but, like a, that's like a dream. Sway, this is a Disney podcast, not an HBO I'm, Max I'm, I'm, podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that everybody's <laughs> upping their game. You know, it's true. Like t- for them to do that, and for all these other companies to do these certain things, like whoa, well, you're the one who said it. You know, like Disney Plus is it? I'm just saying, other companies stepping up their game.、Mm-hmm. It's it's, it's、uh, what a time to be alive. <laughs> what a time to be alive. Right, and this is this is a Disney podcast. This has been <laughs> Geek Therapy's Disney podcast, the happiest place, the happiest pod on earth. We're not the happiest place on earth. We're that not, is that is Disneyland. That is Disneyland. We're not claiming to be the happiest place on earth. I misspoke. Happiest pod on earth. Because <laughs> we're pretty happy. We're pretty happy. I'm happy. I'm happy.、Uh, you can find more episodes of. The happiest spot on earth at happy.geektherapy.com. Check out the show notes for this episode to、uh, dive into all our community spaces, where you can talk about Disney and a whole bunch of other stuff. HBO Max doesn't matter. Lara's not going to tell you not to talk about it there because no, and everything's on the、It's、table. Everything's、there. fair game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> and if you want to comment on this episode, check out the forum at forum.geektherapy.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back soon because I don't know when we're making this one, but.、Uh, mm-hmm. This this doesn't have a regular schedule,、um, but it's probably more regular now that Disney Plus is out. <laughs>、mm-hmm. Let us know what you liked about Frozen Two, Frozen One, and、uh, remember to do the next right thing. Remember to do the next right thing. I like it. I like it. All right, bye everyone. <laughs>